0: life when even when it's not acute you're wondering when the next acute attack will happen and you're dealing with a chronic situation and they were designing a program that I got to be the social worker take the notes that kind of thing a brilliant experience for me on how to help the parents preserve themselves preserve their marriage and how to live a normal life and take care of the other siblings. One of the techniques we experimented with then, back then, and they were very open with this group, that from the research we're experimenting was how to minimize the amount of time and attention given to that acute episode. And when you first presented that to parents who had children who might die or lose more capacities when an acute episode happened, they were understandably up in arms but it wasn't don't keep them safe don't be with them in the hospital it was also how soon do you go back and be with the other children and tell that child papa will stay you tonight when mama's here How and how much intensity how much panic do you show how much emotional certainly they're feeling it but how can they modulate that? Is that making sense So. That's one of the things we work with with our clients who have acting out children all the time. And many years ago, early in my private practice, working with my colleague Claude Riddell, we came up with a technique. If you're still losing it, yelling, getting all uptight when your child loses it, which in the previous workshop we gave some hints about how not to go there, if and when at all possible, but to work on that as a goal and it is a process. Until you get there, where you most of the time don't get triggered to escalate your own anger, attention, intensity with that child, then our challenge to parents, and we actually thought it was funny at first, but it actually began to be helpful, was if you are "Ah!" intense when you're yelling or responding to an inappropriate behavior, which is not effective to help them to learn to control the behavior, so we're working on that side too, but if you are... Still there some of the time then we want you to match that level of intensity for the other children when they're doing things that are appropriate and for that child when they're doing things that are appropriate and a funny thing happened on the way to church as they say or whatever on the way to wherever some of the families would come in and say I am so tired from I go when I'm angry so then I have to go "Ah," when I'm pleased and happy and that's exhausting, so I'm bringing the anger down. <laughs> and those were some of the techniques that they were trying at the University of Chicago and saw the same thing happen. I left before the program was fully finished, input and research. But it was an amazing thing to see that if we challenge that intensity, and I will never forget this one mom, they adopted a sibling group from Korea, and as often happens, not always, nothing is always. The oldest child in a sibling group placement is sometimes more at risk for being the one who has more difficulty attaching, more difficulty giving up that parenting, that parentified child has often been parenting the younger ones and doesn't know how to trust parent figures themselves because they didn't have or lost trusting parent figures. So they don't trust them for themselves, they certainly don't trust us for their siblings whom they have parented. We are, in a sense, taking away their identity, their role definition, and we need to find ways to give them pieces of that. Well, will you help me do this while I learn? And they're often at greater risk and, sooner or later, often act out more, and more often than not, that's the child who disrupts in a sibling group. And they were dealing with this situation, and they had... uh, (laughs) Oldest and the third of the sibling group had severe behavior problems and rejecting and rejecting, and this little tiny mom who'd moved to Minnesota from Georgia kind of really liked her. The part of me that didn't like her was that she was so petite and gorgeous. (laughs) But that was my personal thing, and she didn't figure that one out for a long time, so I kept that hidden, but she kept saying, I didn't know this kind of yell could come out of me. And that's true. Sometimes the children evoke in us things that we don't like about ourselves, and we are in danger of then blaming the child for making us into the screaming weebies. And blaming increases anger and increases distance, and it's ours. It's in us. It's in all of us. All humans are born with the capacity to be angry and violent. And if we're going to teach the children to contain theirs, we have to accept responsibility that the kid might have pushed the button.